With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we are. August is here. No preseason football. Anytime on the horizon, certainly canceled for this year. But now as you look at things in this COVID-19 world, you think to yourselves, what is the regular season going to look like for the Bills and the rest of the NFL? And what kind of change is taking place? Uh, today, I want to talk to you a little bit about the offensive line. Going to be a bit of an abbreviated episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. But a couple of reminders for you as well. We had two big interviews on the podcast channel this week that you should definitely check out. Circling the Wagons, if you did not catch it yet, Nate had Joe Biscaglia from The Athletic is his guest this week. Definitely an episode that you should check out. A great interview. Joe Biscaglia, one of the best beat reporters uh, for the Buffalo Bills, right? And just uh, him spending the time with Nate to talk about the upcoming season, the changes that have been taking place, definitely worth your while. Also, make sure you check out the first episode of the Buff Hub podcast with Steve Vega. He had a special guest in Matt Perino, another great beat reporter covering the Buffalo Bills from NewYorkUpstate.com. You can also find that on our feed as well. Two interviews you definitely want to check out as you get yourself ready for training camp, whatever you want to call this that's taking place so far. And as you see the landscape around the NFL, you do see so many changes taking place. You've got guys opting out for the Buffalo Bills, right? That relates to Star Latulale, the starting defensive tackle. EJ Gaines, who would be competing for a uh, position on the roster as a cornerback, maybe as a CB2, maybe just adding depth, potentially even in the slot uh, at the time of this recording, right? The only two players that have opted out. But the the most interesting thing for the Bills that has really taken place has been the uh, the movements along the offensive line, right? And, and first and foremost, as it relates to um, some bad news, right? John Feliciano, the starting right guard uh, on Friday had to undergo surgery for a torn pectoral muscle. You know, with that, there's a question if he's going to be out eight to 12 weeks. And what does that really look like for the Bills' offensive line? I mean, you think of Feliciano, a guy, a reliable starter, in essence, the backup center in the 2019 season to Mitch Morse. And here's a guy that just brought a lot of enthusiasm to the team, uh, a bit of a, a fiery attitude to the field. And now Feliciano. Best case scenario, out eight weeks on the latter side of that timeline, 12 weeks. And with these things as well, right, you're just not quite sure um, if it's something that, you know, he's going to be able to return for the 2020 season. So, of course, then all the speculation takes place. And Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, they had their press conferences on Sunday. They're going through talking about different things, talking about the offensive line, what that shakeup looks like. And all kinds of names thrown out there, right? Ryan Bates, Ike Botker, Evan Brom, uh, you know, and then Brandon Bean kind of got things a little bit cooking when he talked about Cody Ford kicking inside to right guard. And do you have, 
you know, Ty and Secchi play right tackle and Daryl Williams name gets thrown out there. And I think for everyone, it was just, you took that moment and you stopped and you were thinking to yourself, like, wait a second, did he really say Cody Ford? And I bring that up, right? Because for so many people, you, you think to, you know, the conversation around Ford, is he better suited to play right guard? Is he better suited to play right tackle? Okay, down the stretch last year was clearly the starter at right tackle. Ty and Secchi was injured. All of these pieces and like, all right, if this guy's your right tackle, you make that commitment, you keep him there. No big moves to, you know, to add a right tackle in the offseason through free agency or through the draft. I mean, sure, you signed Daryl Williams, but uh, a one year kind of prove it deal for him. What that is going to look like. It's been a, a long time removed since his 2017 season and his work as a, an all pro tackle for the Carolina Panthers. So you go through with all of this, right? And you're thinking to yourself, well, heck, is is there really a talk of moving Cody Ford inside to right guard? And it almost seemed like before that could gain any real steam, uh, the New York Jets had released Brian Winters, who was their starting right guard, uh, 29 years old, been with the team for seven years, former third-round pick, um, something I did not know that I learned from Joe Marino on the Locked On Bills podcast earlier today is that Winters was a uh, a formal, former high school wrestling standout. So when you hear that, you immediately think of some sort of a connection or at least an appeal to Sean McDermott. And, uh, and then, you know, Monday afternoon, you get the news that Brian Winters has signed a one-year contract with the Buffalo Bills. And as you look at this piece, I think to myself, okay, Winners must be penciled in as the starter for teams that have issues along the offensive line and what is going to take place, right? I mean, here's a guy that comes in with a very deep offensive line, right? That offensive line from 2018 seems like a lifetime ago. You know, is is he going to come into Buffalo just to compete for a spot at right guard? Is he going to compete with Spencer Long and with Daryl Williams, I mean, that would seem kind of odd for someone with as much experience as he has and kind of the lack of talent along offensive lines across the NFL that there would be another situation that he could step into as a starter unless he had, I don't want to call it some sort of a guarantee because you know that doesn't happen. Everyone competes for their spot. But with that being said, he signs with the Bills, a one-year contract, and I do not know how much that one-year contract is for. So then you start thinking, God, just so much depth along the offensive line for the Bills. You know, many, at least initial thoughts, maybe that Spencer Long would have been penciled in as the starting right guard. Um, And here's a guy that I had thought in Long, right, in many ways would be a trade candidate this offseason. Starting experience at center, can play either guard position. What can that mean? You know, a a manageable $3.1 million cap hit for this year. Uh, another team option in 2021. If somebody is truly in need of offensive line help, Spencer Long, maybe he could be a guy that's traded. Of course, then the Feliciano injury, I'm like, well, it looks like Spencer Long is going to start. 24 hours later, Brian Winters is signed, and Spencer Long has been released by the Buffalo Bills. I, I imagine he will not be a free agent for too long, that there will be some suitors out for him. Um, a little bit of back and forth, right? And I think it was Matt Warren, our editor-in-chief, and you, you always hear the great work that he does with Buffalo Rumblings Q&A when he brought up the, the idea of trading Spencer Long. And he said, listen, with the 
the ramifications that could take place with the salary cap, right? Trading for that type of a cap hit, teams knowing that, hey, maybe the salary cap goes down to $175 million per year next season, you know, maybe trading for someone, trading an asset for someone that the Bills may need to release or, again, that has a $3.1 million cap hit, maybe just a little bit too rich at this time. It did happen relatively quickly, though. I was surprised by that standpoint. Like, you know, could you just keep long around just a little bit longer to see if it's a situation where if somebody else tests positive for COVID-19, somebody else gets hurt, you know, that you've got that depth. But maybe when they looked at the depth chart and talk about a guy like Ryan Bates and Ike Botker and Daryl Williams and uh, Evan Brom, right, all guys that have had, you know, NFL experience, I mean, with the exception of Bates, right, starting experience in the NFL, um, maybe it just got a little too crowded to keep somebody like Long. Maybe it's something that he wanted an opportunity to sign with someone else. Um, certainly interesting to see. But when we do talk about the offensive line, right, and I, I referenced this early on, you look at what that Bill's starting offensive line was in in 2018, right? Deion Dawkins, Wyatt Teller, Russell Bodine, um, Jordan Mills, right? You you looked at this this group that was that was in place and just how much they struggled. And you could almost think that the Bills' second string offensive line in 2020 is better than what they had in 2018. Um, it's just a little bit crazy from from that standpoint. I think as you take a look at things. So um, certainly a shakeup. But you know, as you look at things, you talk about priorities. You talk about the work that that Brandon Bean and his staff do, they are not afraid to make moves along the offensive line. We have seen in these last two years how aggressive they have been, and that certainly showed with the signing of Brian Winters um, just taking place earlier this week. And what I would imagine rounding out that starting unit, but that will remain to be seen, um, and hopefully we'll get some sort of a snapshot into that sometime soon enough. But um, with all that being said, I encourage you, all of you, right, Check out buffalorumblings.com. I'm wrapping up this episode rather quickly this week, uh, losing my voice just a little bit. So, uh, you know, sometimes you got to play hurt, but rather than me ramble on or go too much, I'm just going to, I'm going to cut this one short for all of y'all and just uh, encourage you to tune back in with us and hit that subscribe button to all the great podcasts we have here at buffalorumblings.com. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks again for listening. And as always, go Bills.